Welcome to the Transformed Maternity and Birth Podcast with me, Trista, your host. I am a mother, a wife, a doula, and women's health advocate. I am here to dive deep with you into pregnancy, birth, postpartum, women's health, and all things around being a mom. I'm passionate about educating women on their options, empowering you to love and know your body and getting to the root of the issues that we tend to put band-aids over. I cannot wait to get started with you. Let's do it. I wanted to interrupt this episode with our newest sponsor. I'm so excited to actually be partnering with this company because I've been eyeballing this company for months and I have just been in awe of what they're creating. So this company is called Needed. This is a woman-owned company that's focused on fixing the perinatal nutrition paradigm. Unlike most prenatals that meet just the bare minimums, they actually deliver optimal nourishment before during and after pregnancy. Did you know that before you get pregnant, at least three to four months, you should be taking a very high quality prenatal vitamin. This actually impacts your egg health and vitality. So if you are thinking of getting pregnant, this is a great option for you. This company with their prenatal vitamins, they deliver optimal nourishment and they are practitioners that regularly test mama's nutrient levels so that they know what's truly needed in their supplements. They offer a complete plan, which includes prenatal multi, a collagen protein, and then a tailored pre and probiotic and a separate prenatal iron. Their prenatal multivitamin comes in powder and pill form. The powder is really good on oatmeal and in shakes and smoothies, or you can take a pill if that's easier for you. They contain 24 vitamins and minerals in optimal forms and dosages, including methylfolate, 4,000 IUs of vitamin D3, 2, or 200 micrograms of B12 that's split between methyl and adenosglycobalamin, a full 550 milligrams of choline in powder form and then 400 milligrams in pill form and so much more. They love helping women and reaching their their fertility goals and helping them be the most nutritious and healthy um, environment for baby to thrive in and if you're breastfeeding, this is also really, really good. So if you would like to snag a sample pack, you can get $10 off with the code Trista sample. Or if you are ready to dive in and get a complete pack, you can get $50 off a complete pack for using the code Trista 50. Or if you want to find something else for yourself, you can get 20% off any first time order. I would love to hear if you tried this company and to hear what you think. If you want, you can go to their website called thisisneeded.com and then add one of my codes to save you some money. I cannot wait and thank you again for listening to this episode. Let's get back to it. Hi friends. Thank you so much for joining me on another podcast episode. I am going to be talking to you about GBS, but first I want to give you a little update. So I'm so sorry. The last couple of weeks I have been absent. I've not uploaded a new podcast episode. So I've been 
diving deep into midwifery school, all my homework, all these content things that I'm trying to create for you. I'm also working on getting my birth classes online in a more, an easier accessible way. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to be launching that in January. So if you're pregnant and you're wanting a virtual class, this would be a good one for you. Anyway, so yeah, so I'm excited about that. So today I wanted to talk about GBS. This was actually an assignment for me for class is to discuss GBS like I'd be talking to my midwifery clients. And so why not just discuss it here with you? I think it would be really cool to just dive deep and just have a conversation with you because if you're pregnant, more than likely you are going to be testing for this and you're going to be having to make a decision. If your test comes back positive, you will be having to make a decision on what feels best for you. So group B strep is GBS. And what it is, is a very common bacteria that lives in your gut. And occasionally it can travel down to your vaginal canal and when you are giving birth and the baby comes through the vagina, it can colonize the baby, meaning the baby can acquire this bacteria on their body, it can get in their, in, on their skin, it can get in their mouth. In 50% of births where mom is at the time positive for bacteria for the group B strep, about 50% of the babies can get it on them. And out of those 50% of the babies, only one or 2% of those babies will get sick. And it's called early onset disease when they get this. And that can cause serious things. It can cause meningitis. It can cause what other things? It can cause sepsis and let's see other thing pneumonia so it can cause some awful things however the likelihood of it happening is pretty dang low i will also link some really great articles that will give you a ton of information and resources for the statistics and and the studies and things like that so that you can dive deeper if you would like to geek out about it However, today I'm not going to be going really deep into all of that. I'm going to be going through a process that can help you make a decision on what works best for you, okay? So uh, what will happen is between 36 and 37 weeks, your provider will either swab your vagina and your anus or you can do it. When I've worked with providers in the past, OBs in general, they will do it for you. They don't give you the option of doing it yourself, which I think is really silly. And so now that I work with midwives and witnessing how they do prenatals, they give you the swab and instruct you how to do it, which I love so much. It gives you the power back. It's less invasive and it's your freaking body and you know where things go, right? So it's really, really simple. It's this long Q-tip basically and you put it up your vagina like you're putting in a tampon and you swab it around and then you can take it out and some midwives instruct you to also swab like your anus and some don't. So it depends on the provider that you are talking with and that are instructing you on what is best for you. So that's the test. So then you put it back in the tube and you they send it to the lab. The lab does their culture and they tell the midwife or OB is it positive or it's negative. Okay, most tests I feel like are negative. However, positive tests are common and it's okay. It's normal. It's a normal bacteria that lives in your body and occasionally it can go into your vagina and infect your baby or get on your baby and then could get them sick. Like I said, the studies that have have shown that it does 
it does happen, but it is pretty low. Okay. So I'll leave it at that. That's like the basic gist of it. So going on to the next thing. So say your test comes back positive. Okay. That's okay. Don't freak out about it. Just take it for what it is. Okay. My test is positive. Now what? Right. So the six steps that I'm going to be taking you through is from Susan Weed's Six Steps of Healing. And it's really a very, what's the word, more patient way to go within yourself and a more empowering way to make decisions. This is also a Six Steps of Healing is also a really great way for like midwives and doulas, anybody that's trying to make a decision, right, on their health and who they're taking care of to go through these six steps to really make an informed and intentional decision versus just going straight to, okay, do you want to do antibiotics or not? There's so much more to it than just deciding, do I want to put antibiotics in my body or do I not, right? There's so much more to it. And so that's why I want to bring this to your awareness so that you can actually take a pause and intentionally decide what's going to be best for you and not just taking your midwife or your OB's word for it and going with what feels good to you because ultimately that's what matters the most. You are the one that knows your body best, you know your baby best and you know your intentions, you know what your intuition is saying, you trust yourself the best, right? Okay, so I want to build that trust within you So with telling you what these six steps are and helping you decide on what's going to be best for you, hopefully that will help you feel more empowered in your decision making and going forward into your birth. Okay, here we go. So the first step is step zero, and this is called do nothing. In this step, we don't do anything. We don't make a decision. We don't Google. We don't research. We don't do anything. We don't ask our provider what to do. We don't ask our friend or sister, doula, anybody. We go within, okay? sleep on it, meditate on it, disconnect from the social media, right? It's so hard for us in this day and age to sit for a minute with a decision. We just want to jump to the end result on what we should do. So I'm encouraging you, take a pause. Okay, you can use this with any decision you're making, but today I want to talk about GBS. Okay, so step zero is do nothing. Then moving on to step one is collecting information. So that could look like listening to podcasts like you are now, right? That could be listening to podcasts on the statistics, reading articles. And these are from trusted sources. These aren't just from like fearful moms or fearful providers that are terrified of whatever, you know. So this is not just going to your provider and saying, so what should I do? Because more than likely you're not, they're going to want you to get the antibiotics just because that's the medical model of care. So when we are looking at the wise woman model of care, we are looking through the six steps of healing in order to make a decision because it's, you are the wise woman. Okay. So collecting information is the next step. Reading books, looking at these on the evidence, you know, getting, gathering information, The next step is step three, and that is nourish and tonify. So this looks like herbal infusions. This looks like having, getting a hug, right? Maybe you need 
to nourish your body. How are you nourishing your body? What kinds of foods are you eating? If you know your group B strep pos- or GBS positive, eating fermented foods is really good. Eating yogurts and sauerkraut, anything like that that's going to make your gut really, really healthy. That's going to make your good bacteria really, really strong. So how are you nourishing your body? How are you moving your body? Are you staying in joy? Are you disconnecting from your body? Are you angry with it? Can you tap into it a little bit more and learn how to trust it? What are you doing to nourish yourself? So that's step three. Even gentle massaging, right? What are you doing to take care of your body? Going to a chiropractor, getting massages. Um, I think laughter can also fall into this. How are you? Are you finding joy in your day? And then the next step is step four. And this is stimulate and sedate. So... Susan Weed's definition, she put like hot or cold water, herbal tinctures, and acupuncture. So you can look at things like that. How can you stimulate your body, right? How can you work with like the meridian points with with the acupressure and acupuncture? How can you help your body in that way? And then the next step is step five, and this is using supplements. So this could be like taking probiotics, taking things that are going to make your gut really healthy, okay? So using supplements. There are a couple supplements I really, really love that I definitely recommend taking before you get pregnant. If you're not pregnant yet and you're wanting to be, especially if you've had a history of GBS positive results, I definitely encourage you to take a probiotic for vaginal health and gut health in general, but um yeah, and I will share those below as well. I think it's called Mega Food is really good. And then Pro Fat, I think it's called Pro Fresh <laughs> or Pro B, something like that. Anyway, I took that when I was pregnant with my last baby and I was negative. And so I don't know if it was the test or just how my body works. Not quite sure, but it did help me a lot. My midwife suggests every one of her clients to take it. And she says 90% of them that take it or she said like 90 to 90%, 99% of the people that take this probiotic that she recommends that takes it every day as as directed actually have a negative result. So I thought that was pretty fascinating and it was accurate for me. So maybe it would be accurate for you. I don't know. I think just taking care of your body anyway is just super awesome. So that's the step five is using supplements. There's another theory out there that if you have a clove of garlic and you insert it vaginally, that that would also kill the group B strep bacteria. So, I mean, that's an option as well. However, if you're going to be doing that, be careful. You could tie a string around it or you can not, but do not nick it or cut it up. You need to leave it whole because that would hurt. It would burn not be very comfortable. So if you are going to choose to do the clove of garlic, just peel the paper or the the skin off of it. You can tie a string around it or just insert it. It won't get lost. You might have to go fish it out and find it, but some people will just leave that in overnight and take it out in the morning. Again, I would do more research on that if that's something that you're curious about. Yogurt is great, not inserting it vaginally, but eating it. Okay. Eating yogurts, really, really good. It's a great probiotic for your, for your body. Yeah. So that is step five B. And the next step is six. And this is the last step and this is called break and enter. And this could be, 
uh, psychoactive drugs, invasive tests. So this last step would be the antibiotics, in my opinion. So this would be like, okay, step six. If I'm going through all these step five, five B, and I feel like I need to do step six, that would be the antibiotics. So the antibiotics typically is penicillin or ampicillin. So keep in mind if you're allergic to those, that would be something to talk about with your provider. What are my alternatives? What kinds of things can I do for that, right? That could be, I'm not quite sure what the alternative drug is for that. But that's something to think about, you know? And then there's also the worry if you're asking, well, Trista, what's the big deal, right? Why are people so worried about taking antibiotics? And again, it's because it kills the good bacteria in your body, in your baby's body. So your baby's born and the good bacteria in their gut has been killed off because of the antibiotics, okay? And this probably takes, this probably also, you know, you want to consider like how long they were on the antibiotics, you know, because it does cross the placenta. So looking at that, so in the studies, what they have seen is that babies that have been treated with antibiotics in utero, that their their microbiome, their gut is compromised. And so what actually helps with that is breastfeeding. So if you do take antibiotics, make sure you're breastfeeding. You can also give your baby a probiotic. Again, I will link resources below to check which ones would be best for your baby and how to do all that, all those things. And also make sure you're checking in with your pediatrician, your midwife OB. This is not medical advice. This is just me sharing information with you so that you can make the decision that's best for you. And I'm encouraging you to do your own research as well. Not just taking my word for it, but doing your research, okay? So yeah, if you do choose to take the antibiotics, make sure that you are taking care of your gut and your baby's gut. That looks like breastfeeding. Breastfeeding is really, really good. So it says that they're compromised for about three months. So if you have a goal to breastfeed, I encourage that for at least six months to really help their them get have a really good chance of getting building their microbiome and their gut health back. So yeah, I think that's the biggest concern with taking the antibiotics for most people is the worry that it's going to affect the baby and the mommy. So yeah, so those are the six steps of healing. The other thing that you can do to process and to really figure out what you want to do is an acronym I like called BRAIN. And it stands for benefits, risks, alternatives, intuition, and nothing. However, I like to kind of use it backwards. So say, right, you're like, okay, gosh, my test is positive. The first step you would do is nothing, right? The first step you would do, you could say, hey, doc, (laughs) what if I did nothing? You know, what would happen? You know, and so then they would hopefully give you the evidence-based statistics, right? So say, yeah, you can get, you know, the bacteria could come and it could go. You might have it at birth. You might not. There's no way of knowing unless we test for it at birth, but sometimes it takes a little bit. There is rapid tests, however, that I just learned that take like an hour. So you could even ask for that. And then maybe you could, that might help you make a different decision depending, right? So like if you're not colonized at the time of birth, what's the big deal? The other thing that I forgot to mention is if you're having a cesarean, so you shouldn't need antibiotics because your baby's not going through your birth canal, right? So that's the whole, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. So brain. So the first thing is 
in the acronym is benefits, but I, like I said, I do nothing. I say, so what if I do nothing? What does that look like? Okay. The next thing you can say, well, what are the benefits of me having antibiotics? What are the benefits of me not having antibiotics? Right? What does that look like? So the benefits of having antibiotics is that my baby has an 80% chance of not getting sick if they do get colonized, right? Like we talked about before, 50% of babies that get colonized, out of that 50%, 1 to 2% babies actually can get sick. So what are the chance, right? So hopefully they're giving you those statistics. And so out of those babies that get colonized, it works for 80% of them, right? 80% of them, the antibiotics take care of the bacteria and it's no big deal. Okay, so those are the benefits, right? What's the benefits of me not doing anything? Well, my microbiome and my baby and gut health is not affected, right? So then you got to look at the risks. What are the risks of getting an, of antibiotics, right? Oh, well, the gut health is really is really awful or you can have reactions to the antibiotics. There's probably other ones that I'm not remembering at the moment. I'm just winging this. So if I get something wrong, don't yell at me. Just I'm just trying to help you find a way to make a decision, right? And then the other risk, right? What's the risk of not having antibiotics, right? So the risk would be like, oh, well, if my baby does get colonized, my baby could get sick and there's potential for death with the sepsis, of course. The studies that I was reading, it said that in the babies that do get colonized and that do get sick, the first sign of this early onset is within an hour. And typically it starts with a fever, So if you are someone that's choosing to not get antibiotics, what we would do as providers is we would check baby's temperature and we would just keep an eye on baby for the next couple hours and make sure baby's doing okay. There's no red flags there. And if they are, then we go from there and make and do the next step. So that's risks. The next thing would be alternatives. So what are my alternatives? What can I do about this that it doesn't involve antibiotics? Well, you could take probiotics, right? You can start pro- probiotics now in pregnancy and helping to build your gut. So if you have not had tested for this yet, or if you are barely pregnant or not pregnant, I encourage you to go take a probiotic and that's specific for vaginal health as well as gut health. Then you have your intuition. What does my intuition tell me? What feels good to me? And I feel like I've talked a lot about intuition lately on my podcast and on Instagram, and my blog. So if you're like, I don't know how to listen to my intuition, I encourage you to go back and listen to the intuition podcast. You can read the intuition blog and go read some of my stuff on Instagram that will help you get a good idea of how to tap in, tune into your intuition. And then again, nothing, right? What's the last step is nothing. The first and the last step, I feel like. Anyway, hopefully that makes sense to you. I hope that that helped you understand a little bit about GBS and what some people do and how you can help yourself have a very empowered decision because it doesn't matter what decision you make. It matters how you feel about that decision and how you feel about making that decision. If you feel pressured into it, do you feel powerful? Do you feel like, yes, this is the right decision for me? Yes, I want antibiotics. It feels good. It feels like that's, that needs to happen. Are you making it from a fearful place? Are you making it from a peaceful place? You know, if you don't want antibiotics, you're like, yes, I feel very strongly that I do not want these antibiotics in my body, my baby's body. 
you feel strong about that. That's your intuition saying, okay, we're confident in this, right? Your intuition is a confident, peaceful voice. It is not fearful. It is not angry. It's not wishy-washy. That's your ego or your fear speaking. So tapping and tuning into that. Are you making your decision based on fear or you're making it based on confidence? Okay. So, and maybe you have to sit with it for a few days. Maybe it's not an easy decision. It's not something that you take lightly. It's not something that I would have taken lightly. It's something that I would have to have sit with for a few days and really tapping and tuning into my baby and asking my baby, what do you need? What do you feel like is going to be a best thing? You know, because babies are smart. They know what they need. And a lot of the time we don't remember that. We don't remember that they're also these beings that have a a soul and they have a voice and they can talk to us, right? And maybe it's not like how I'm talking to you now, but maybe it's a feeling that you get. You just feel what they need, right? And trusting that because you're their mother. You are their mother. And so, yeah, tapping into that. I think that's so important. And not only is this important to do now, but it's important to practice because it's going to strengthen your intuition and it's going to strengthen your decision-making skills when you become a mother because it doesn't end when you give birth. It starts. It starts when you get pregnant and it just continues to build and grow. And you're just going to be an expert of making decisions by the end of this. Yeah, hopefully that made sense. I am so proud of you for listening to the end and I'm thankful for you. If you can rate this podcast, five stars would be great if that feels right to you. That honestly is how we're going to get this podcast to more ears educate more people, empower more people. That's how the algorithm works with podcasting is based on rates and reviews. So if you feel called to review it, I really, really, really appreciate it. Even if it's just like a couple words, I would love to hear from you. And yeah, you can share it on your Instagram. You can tag me and I can say, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. Yeah. I really just like this space to be full of inspiration and information. And I really want it to feel like you're talking to a friend. I don't want to feel like an authority figure because that's not how I see myself. I see myself as a birth companion as a friend as someone that's just sitting by your side helping you to guide you through the really overwhelming processes sometimes when it comes to birthing it's so funny I'm like looking outside it's snowing right now and I'm just recording this in my phone as Freya's napping and my dogs are being annoying and just hopefully you feel like I'm a friend to you but yeah Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here and good luck on your pregnancy. I'm so, so excited for you. Thank you so much for being here. It really means so much to have you here. Thanks for listening all the way through to the end. I wanted to give a quick reminder that this podcast episode and past and future episodes should not be used for medical diagnosis or treatment, that you should still consult with your midwife, your medical provider, OBGYN, for all your medical needs, all your medical questions. Thank you so much again for being here, and I can't wait to have you here the next episode.